Numbers chapter 22 verse number 2 3, 4, 5, 6 and 7 Numbers chapter 22 give it to me in NIV clap your hands and say I am blessed Numbers chapter 22 verse 2 read with a loud voice NIV ready go now Balak the son of Zippor saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites verse number 3 and Moab was terrified because there were so many people indeed Moab was filled with dread because of the Israelites may somebody shake at your expansion especially those who have been desiring and praying that it should not be well with us when they see our expansion may the fear of the Lord fall upon them oh I don't care if you don't respond I am talking to only one person here the Moabites said to the elders of Midian this horde or this multitude is going to lick up everything around us as an ox licks up the grass of the field so Balak the son of Zippor who was the king of Moab at that time verse number 5 sent messengers to summon Balaam, son of Beor, who was at Peter, near the river in his native land. Balak said to Balaam, a people has come out of Egypt. They covered the face of the land and have settled next to me. Verse number 6. Now therefore come and put a curse on these people. Because they are too powerful for me. Ah, that's the reason. They are afraid of you. May the Lord open your eyes to know the power that you have. And stop looking down upon yourself. Because you have dynamite inside of you. Not dynamite to kill. But dynamite to succeed and to prosper. Receive it. You are too powerful too powerful for me. Perhaps then I will be able to defeat them and drive them out of the country. For I know, and Balaam has the record and the reputation, I know that those you bless are blessed and those you curse are cursed. Verse 7, they haven't finished there. They haven't finished. Hear this one and catch some revelation today. Then the elders of Moab and Midian left, taking with them a fee for divination. Diviners fee into their hands. When they came to Balaam, they told him what Balak has said. They took money and went and gave to a false prophet called Balaam. As a matter of fact, history describes him as a seer, a sorcerer, or a magician. And his duty was very simple. I see a people who are coming. They are great and I'm terrified. Curse them. Now, the Hebrew word for curse is number one. Put a limitation to their movement. Number one, stop them from advancing. Number three, (laughs) if possible,
possible till their zeal and their enthusiasm and ask them to cause them to return. Stop their advancement. Put a limitation. Kill their zeal and their faith. Cause them to return. And then unknown to you, a certain Balak and a certain Balaam, a certain king and a certain false prophet together with some ancient demons vision destroying principalities entrenched in your house well busy it is working taking plans paying money and say that man curse him stop him from advancing this is the fee that we are paying over his head for his destruction and the man doesn't know and he's just working and he thinks that everything is normal you are that person standing here because those who are planning against you you don't see them with your physical eyes you think they don't exist because you don't know what is happening in the realms of the spirit you are sitting here you are laughing there is somebody who has paid money over your head but today they will be disappointed clap your hands and say father any divineness fee over my head shall be overturned by the blood whether I know it or not if the orchestration and the conspiracy is by men or spirits or principalities or curses clap your hands and say away the Israelites were advancing they didn't know the conspiracy they didn't know receive the anointing son of the prophet daughter of the prophet hey some crunchy ankara I don't know in the gathering God bless you my son God bless you I, 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 I don't know whether I used you for just for his sake or there's orchestration I, I'm not too, but we will deal with the matter please sometimes God will just pick you up for demonstration and it's a prophecy like Agabus picked St. Paul and demonstrated with him. Auntie Sherry, if somebody sees me and the person is able to tell me, some Kranchenkra hates you, I don't like you, you know, I'll give the person money because that's a person that can be trusted. He's told me his heart. But those that I can't stand are those who are laughing with me and smiling with me, but in their hearts, they don't rejoice with me when God blesses me and they are planning evil against me. Every conspiracy in the air, in the atmosphere, under the sea, in my family house, clap your hands and say, away! Clap your hands and scatter them away! last week I was crying when I was praying for your baby was it last week or last two weeks you know why I was crying 
I was crying because I was looking at Sylvia. Strong, healthy Sylvia who was sitting here. Strong, healthy Sylvia almost dying. Strong, healthy Sylvia whose baby is about to die. And I said, how life is. And if I preached that sermon in those days, this sermon, you would have sat there and said, ask for rev. But now I know that you know what I'm talking about. Because little did you know that there were conspiracies and orchestrations, not only to kill your child, but to kill yourself. But for God, you are alive. Your child is alive. Oh, I, 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 I wept like a baby. Sylvia leading worship. Yeah. She almost lost her life. Almost. As a matter of fact, she passed out. It was the anointing that brought her back to life. And I said, how life is so short. How by one little spiritual carelessness on your part, your enemies will rejoice over you. But I pray, I kneel down on this altar and I declare that may your enemies not rejoice over your downfall. May God not give them the opportunity. May they not laugh at us. May they laugh with us. I release your miracle this Father's Day. Clap your hands three times and shout, I receive it. Somebody near Yehovah, Shirano, prophesy to somebody here. On The blood will speak for you today. Clap your hands and receive your victory right now. Shout hallelujah! Oh. oh my God. After the divinous fee which they paid, now see the demands of Balaam before he will release the case. Come to chapter 23 verses 1. To fall. See. See the magician. His demands. Chapter 23 verse 1. Read it. Ready go. Balaam said. Build me seven altars here. And prepare seven booths and seven rams for me. Verse number 2. Balak did as Balaam said. And the two of them offered a bull and a ram on each altar. Verse number 3. Then Balaam said to Balak, stay here. The King James said, stand by your offering. Stand by your sacrifice. Stay here beside your offering while I go aside. Perhaps the Lord will come to meet with me. Whatever he reveals to me, I will tell you. Then he went off to a barren height and see whether God met him or not. A magician, a magician, a false prophet. See verse number four. God met with him. And then Balaam said, 
I have prepared seven altars on each altar and I have offered the bull and the ram. And God met him. Because wherever there is sacrifice, God will not resist coming to meet you. Even if you are a false man. I am interested in the invocation of God's numerical figures that Balaam invoked. Build me seven altars. Why? Because these people you are asking me to curse, they are powerful people and there is a price on their head. If you don't pay that price, it will not be possible to curse them. So build me seven altars, the numbers of God, the numbers of God. Satan now goes to manipulate God's number because the God is saying, if the Christians will not understand spiritual numbers, Satan will take it and use it against us. Number two, put on each altar a bull and a ram. A male cow and a female cow. A male cow and a female cow. Because every seed that you sow has the capacity to reproduce. And so the seed you are not throwing away. Your seed is a reproduction element. Your seed is a reproduction element. Your seed is a reproduction element. Find out how much your seed has reproduced. Nail. Because it doesn't meet the requirement. Two, agreement. There is no covenant in your sacrifice. Two, covenant. Your heart does not agree with the thing. You are just doing it because you must do it. Two, covenant. Your heart is not in consonance with the word of God. And yet, Balak and Balaam Two evil men of God knew that by a common covenant and agreement and oneness, they will succeed at cursing the people of Israel. What are you doing? Why do you allow the devil to use all the good things God has given to us? Seven altars, the bull, the ram. Now, two on the seven altars brings us the number 14. The number 14. The number 14 is the number for deliverance. Is the number for liberty. Is the number to set pe- people free. And look at Balaam and Balak going to buy deliverance for the people of Moab by invoking the number 14. And yet in your offerings, you never, never, never see the operations of these numbers in your sacrifices. Anything you get, you throw it into the face of God. Anything. Here is what Balaam was saying. Balaam was saying to Balak, Balak, you are asking me to curse these people? Israel? Do you know who they are? These people are powerful. These are the people who defeated Pharaoh in Egypt. These are the people whose leader Moses stretched his hand and divided the Red Sea. And when the Egyptians followed, it swallowed them. Oh, Balak king of Moab. You are just talking what you don't know. These people you are talking about, their God lifted his hand and there was total darkness in Egypt for three days and there was no light except in Goshen where the Israelites were. Hey, Balak, you want me to curse these people? These people whose God killed every firstborn Egyptian? Balak! These people are powerful. 
before I can succeed, pay the price. Pay their value. Pay the price which is on your head. Your divinest fee is not enough. Build me seven altars. Put on each altar a sacrifice of covenant power. Put in the number deliverance, 14. And let me see if God will meet me. And the Bible says, and God met him. Here are some revelations that you work with for the rest of your life. Number one revelation. Everyone has a potency, a potent force of greatness inside of him, even when his his life looks nothing. I'll repeat. Every person has a potent force of greatness in him. Even if his life looks nothing or a failure. Every human being. Every person has a potent force of greatness inside of him. Even if his life looks like a failure. Don't you make a mistake. There is something in him. The Israelites, come to me, follow me, Israelites. As they were coming, probably they didn't know who they were. All they knew was that a leader has said they must come out of Egypt. So they had come out of Egypt, and then city after city, they were just fighting. And now they were now advancing to take over the land of Moab. And all they knew was that as for us, we are coming. It was Balaam and Balak who knew their potency. And he said, a great people are coming. If you don't come and curse them, they will take over from me. It was the enemy who saw their greatness, not that they themselves. Shame. Two. Number two. This great potent power in you you can call it grace or ability so make your notes very simple that way you can understand this potent force which you may call ability or grace when you do not recognize it and you die you are a failure. When you do not recognize that grace, that ability, that potent power and force, and you go to the grave, you have failed. God will judge you. God will judge you. For going to the grave without leaving a recording CD of worship after singing in church for many years. God will judge you for marking my English every Sunday without writing a book. (laughs) 
God will judge you. But the third revelation is frightening. The third revelation is frightening. This ability, this potent force, if you don't recognize it and the devil captures it, the devil will destroy you with it. The third one is frightening. God's ability. God's price. Uh You can call it God's price. God's value price of your life. On your life. If you don't do anything, you don't recognize it, and you mess your life, and you allow devil, demons to handle you and the boy, and the way, and some useless men handle you and the way, and then you go and join some 419, and then you make yourself basa basa, and then you make yourself a, a, a failure, and then your life fails, uh, uh, your marriage collapses, your children are sacked out of school, you, you don't build a house, you don't leave a legacy for your children, and then at 70 years, you are a beggar, Hey! God put you to the hands of the enemy. Tell somebody, wake up, brother. Wake up. Say, brother, wake up. Tell her, stop sleeping. Stop sleeping. Now tell him or her, there's a price on your head. There is a value on your life. Don't let Balak see it. Don't let Balaam see it. Let God open your eyes. See who you are. Because this devil doesn't like us. If we fall into his hands, he will destroy us. Oh, I'm crying for my father. How did my father miss my future? Why didn't he see my value? Oh, he was not a prophet. Oh, I remember my class one teacher passing through our house after school and I heard my class one teacher telling my father, Mr. Ankara, this your son is very clever. Take good care of him. And my father was boasting. <laughs> he, 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 he took my brains. He took my brains. Notcher, notcher. He, 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 he recited notcher how he died. Nothing. The teacher who saw me in class one is telling you that the guy has a future. And my father won't see. If my mother would not pay my school fees, I would stay at home. Pity pant, pity pant. Four pesos. Yo, two pesos, yo, half shilling. I'll come and sit at home for three weeks before I wear pity pant. How did they miss? How did your father miss your future? How did they miss? And the same mistake my father did, your father is making the same mistake. Your uncles are making the same mistake. Your aunties are making the same mistake. But Balak will not see it. Balaam will not see it. Reverend Sam Kranchankra has seen it. May the Lord open your eyes right now. Clap your hands three times and shout, I receive it. Clap your hands and shout. Send a message to, to somebody sitting by you. Say, brother. Oh, she didn't hear you tell her. Say, brother. When you see them, tell them what they couldn't see about me. I will not let the devil see it. I myself will see it. I am a great person. You don't know. 
I am a potentially rich person sitting by you. I am born a leader. Oh my God. I will finish my degree. I will go on to do my second degree. And I will work at the bank. I will be a parliamentarian. I will be a minister of state. I will be a judge. I will be a worship leader, a pastor. In royal house, I will marry. I will settle with my family. And I will be responsible. My father didn't build a house, but I will build a house. I have a price on my... There is, there is an African from Kenya went to the United States of America to study economics. And the university where he was studying met a white girl. And then they started going out together and impregnated this white little girl and gave birth to a lanky, tall African, second generation Kenya born. The guy was neither white nor black. So he went to the white. The white didn't receive him. He came to the black. The black didn't receive him. And so he was in the middle. Furthermore, the way he even walks, he was so lanky that he used to walk like this. And then he used to keep bushy hair. So you wouldn't know whether this one is a monkey or it's a human being. Oh, and his father didn't try for him. When his father was going to give him a name, he gave him a name that at every stage, he would have to open a dictionary to explain his name. Baraki Hussein Obama. Are you from the Middle East? Are you a grandson of Saddam Hussein? Are you white? Are you black? Are you Kenyan? Or are you American? Till today, they are disputing that he should go and bring his birth certificate. Such was the situation that this young man was born into. This young man comes one day on television and he comes and says, fellow Americans, I just wanted to know we can make it. Yes, there is life. And when you see an African born son, of the soil who has been assimilated into our American society and comes to say, vote for me, I want to be president. You know that this is not ordinary. It is time for change. Yes, we can. It is time for change. Don't look at the color of my skin, nor the size of my ears, or the side, the head of my head. That looks like wapi. Don't bother about it. I said, vote for me. I want to be president of America. And then everybody woke up and said, ah! Believe me, ladies and gentlemen, I was one of those prophets together with me, not me alone. Me, Reverend Yanni, Odulele, all the my pastors who come to convention of sin. We were sitting in the conference room and said, Obama, Obama, you can talk. You have good ideas. You are intelligent, but you won't become president in America today. You won't become tomorrow. You are talking about a country of 70% white. Who will vote for you? Your color is a minus. Your name is a minus. Your history is a minus. Everything is a minus. When he was growing up, the, the, the students used to laugh at him. They would ask him, they say, Obama Baraki Hussein. <laughs> Where is your father? His father never attended one PTA. It was always his mother. Then his mother also died. 
than his grandparents. And now come and see somebody whose grandparents are pure white, and they say, We are coming to pity me. For who? Our, our grandson. Where is he? <laughs> and at this advantage position the devil has placed you, you are coming out of that position. May that position turn into your favor. Rise up and jump and shout. Yes, 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 yes. Sit down, let me bless you here today. We are talking about satanic conspiracy. Have you forgotten my subject? If your height is a disadvantage, it will turn into your favor. If your size, if your accent, if the color of your skin, if your historical background, if your family background is a minus, I turn the minus into pluses and multiplication. Somebody say, hey! How did our fathers and our mothers miss? Look at how did your father miss that you will become a rich man? He shouldn't have missed it. Ralph, how did they miss it? Oh, Kadesho Toriana. This Father's Day, your elevation is starting from today. That school, you will finish it. Oh, your wedding, it will be done over here. You do, you will buy your own car, build your own house, raise your family. Somebody receive the Father's blessing. My sons, listen to me. I am a prophet. The Lord has sent me to come and speak some things into your life. I'm not here to joke. After all of us disqualified him, see what God will do. The first white family that gave endorsement to Obama, it happened this way. Obama was at Harvard University and he had visited his grandparents in Hawaii and he was going back to school and he was transiting in the Miami International Airport. Then when they were checking in their bags, there was a white lady in front of him and the white lady was wasting time opening her purse Searching her trousers. <clears throat> Open her bag. So Obama was standing on top. He said, lady, can I help you? Then the lady said, my baggage is excess by $120. And then Obama said, can I pay for you? Then the guy said, who is this black? You want to pay for me? How do I pay you back? Then Obama said, I'm a student. Um, I'm a law student at Harvard. This is my address. You can send the money to me anytime. And the girl was shocked. This is 22 years ago, 20 years before he announced his presidential bid. The girl was shocked. Who is this black man? That can be so kind. So the lady received the $120 from Obama, paid the excess baggage, and then received Obama's address. It took the lady about one month to send the money back to him. And game closed. The lady was watching television that day when he was making a year that he wanted to become president. Then the lady called her parents and said, Mommy, Daddy, tune the television, CNN. The young African guy that I told you gave me the money 20 years ago. There he is. 
He's asking to become president of America. Mommy, daddy, let's call all our friends and endorse him. This one has a father's heart. He has the character. He has the spirit. He can be president of America. That was the breakthrough. That endorsement from that white family started bringing all other white people on board. He won the presidential election with a landslide. It has never happened in the history of America. Half of the votes had not even been counted and Obama was already president. I was in America in November when they were counting. I was in my hotel room. I was crying like a baby. Africa with no background. Black man with... He went to London recently and gave some powerful speech to the British parliament. He said to them, when we are talking about assimilation and accepting Africans into our community, there are many of you who sit and say, Europe is choked. The Western world is choked. But here comes the grandson of an African man who fought on behalf of the British in the Second World War and helped the British and the Allied forces to defeat Adolf Hitler. And many years later, the son of this African man stands before you here today as the president of the United States of America. Why would you close the door for some other person? The place was quiet. You see white people crying. Obama, who said, Oh, all the turmoil in the Middle East was because of one speech that he made in Egypt just when he became president. He had an agenda to, to dismantle uh, 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 autocratic rule in the Middle East. He delivered one powerful speech in Egypt. That's it. That's the troubles you see over the place. Now, after he's become president, the day he became president, one million Kenyans rushed to American embassy, everybody claiming to be a cousin or a nephew of Obama. And somebody said, oh, can you see Montes in my ears? Not this in my ears. And then somebody says, uh, well, they, they went, they, they, somebody went and said, what's your name? He said, uh, my name is uh, uh, Kaliku uh, Obama. And Obama became the middle name of every Kenyan. <laughs> Those who didn't succeed at the American High Commission rushed to Obama's stepmother's house. The father has died. So the stepmother, Obama saw his father one month at the age of 10 flew to Kenya to see his father because people were teasing him and laughing at him. He never saw his father again. This man never looked for him. The man couldn't just see the price on his son's head. Couldn't see it. They went to their mother's house. And they said, please, can you endorse this one? People, I hear birth certificate is sold in Kenya Everybody went to the birth certificate. They were changing. Everybody was changing their names. Those who failed to see who you will become and never sold into your life, I pray that they should not die. May they live to see your rising and your elevation. I am talking to only two students in this house. Your name, when you will not be ashamed.
you this and nobody should tell for me I beg you because now as for my children oh you can't trust my children oh my children they love me wow. I pay their school fees I give them pocket pocket money they know they mustn't close that door you know so they won't t- they won't tell my wife when I was in secondary form two this girl I told her that I was interested so she should consider me. I was in form two. She was in form one. She said no. I was a junior. She wanted seniors. Because in, in those days, you, you need, need not to fall into the hands of the seniors so you'll be protected. Uh, me, juniors, we have all been sweeping the dining hall. We've all been washing uh, the plates. So no difference. She wanted a senior. When we are washing, the senior will come and call her. Then she'll be exempted. So she bounced me like tennis ball. Recently, I was driving towards the airport area and I got to Switchback Road, that place. And I was driving a black, beautiful Q, uh, uh, Q, Q, QS56 uh, uh, Infinity. Heavily loaded. Then I passed. Then I saw her standing. Then I came back. When I was coming back, I was not even looking back. There is a television camera that shows me who is behind me. And then the camera will speak and say, Now nah, stop. You are starting. You are about her. Hey! My God is good, oh. You are talking about celebration. Get ready. You will celebrate your rising and your promotion. Your day is coming. Somebody receive it. 
I said, where are you going? He said, I'm going this way. I said, you see what you missed. You couldn't see. Anyway, I'm not going your direction. Take some money. Take taxi. And when I was going, I could see the driving mirror. She was looking at me and said, Ah, me pa minie. Namaya mobo say ya. Erati. Menu mi wo. Those who have rejected you, those who refuse to see who you are, may they not die. May they live to see your promotion. Rise up and say, I receive it. See, 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 see. Adam, I am very, very come, 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 Adam. coming I am terrified one because there are many expansion growth influence they are coming to certain next door to me they are afraid they are afraid of our competition three they are licking everything on the ground like an ox who eats the grass they are taking over them for me. Stop them. Divide them. Put limitations on them. And the Israelites didn't know that a conspiracy was on. More serious. Seven altars had been established Booze and sacrifices of covenant power put on them. Their price and their value that they hadn't seen had been paid on the altar for their destruction. More serious. Balaam, we know that it demands a prophetic, prophetic anointing. Now, I studied the Hebrew tradition why, what the diviners fee does. And my mom and said, I was shocked what the history told me. The history says the diviners fee that they pay over the head of people was also for the prophet to use to buy tokens. To use to curse them. And that the curse was not only by tongue. And I discovered that our juju men practice same. They say, bring me money. You need palm oil from the shortest tree in the forest. They know you can't get it. It's a token. So you bring the money and they go and buy it. Bring 13 candles of different colors. They know you can't get it. So you give them money, they go and buy it. Tokens. Bring us a handkerchief that is 15 years old. Where are you going to get that handkerchief? But they say they have one. So you give them the money and they'll purchase, for, purchase it for you. So, in cursing people at that time, they also use tokens, namely handkerchiefs, water, oil. 
etc., etc. I say, hey, not only have they stolen the numbers of God, which is 14, 2, and then 7, but even the tokens. I am interested in the portion. And then God met Balaam in the offering. Balaam said to them, all of you, Balak, stand by your offerings. Stand by the prize that we have placed upon the head of the Israelites. Because these guys, they are so powerful to defeat them, you must pay a price. It's not free. Question. How much have your enemies noticed the price on your head? How much have they paid for your destruction? You don't know. But by revelation, I'm going to give you an opportunity Each and every person is going to stand by his offering today. And we are going to open our mouth. And we are going to make some declarations. Every conspiracy will be scattered. Any gathering will be divided. Any curse, known or unknown, will return them to the senders. And now when God met him, here is what God said to him, which is amazing. Chapter 23, verse number 20. Give it to me in GNT. Oh, Onyami, God is good. God came through the offering. But here was the message God gave to Balaam to go and release. Read it with a loud voice. I have been instructed to bless. And when God blesses, may nobody be able to cancel the blessing of the Lord upon your life. Today, I am going to pronounce the Father's blessing. This blessing will stay with you, keep you, preserve you until your testimony on this platform. Oh, somebody say, I receive it. God said to ba- uh, 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 Balaam, all your magic and your sorcery, these people, I have blessed them. And I cannot recall. Verse number 21. 21. Read it with a loud voice. Ready, go. For I foresee that Israel's future will bring her no misfortune or trouble. The Lord their God is with them. They proclaim that he is their king. Verse 22. Go. God has brought them out of Egypt. He fights for them like a wild ox. Verse 23. Go. There is no magic nor charm nor witchcraft that can be used against the nation of Israel. Now the people will say about Israel look what God has done. No witch. No magic. No sorcery. No gathering. No no conspiracy. Political conspiracy. Spiritual conspiracy. Family conspiracy. At your office. Wherever they have gathered and they said they won't allow you to make it, I cut them off, I break them off, I cut them off, I break them off, and I release upon your head the father's oil, the father's mantle, the father's blessing. What they said you won't do, you will do it. They said you won't marry, we will celebrate your marriage. They said you won't give four children, you will give four children like like rat in the name of Jesus. They said you won't make it. I said you will make it. 
They say you will finish that school. I say you will finish that school. They are praying for you to lose your husband. You won't lose him. You won't lose your wife. They want you to be sick. You won't be sick. I bless you. 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 Sometimes when you are singing a prophetic and a testimonial song, you, you need to send a message to somebody and don't sing it to yourself. Uh, locate somebody here and go to the person and say, My life will You are blessed, you are blessed, you are blessed, you are blessed, you are blessed. 